Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. Let's be together in transition, whether in motherhood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 58, Fertility Empowerment Show, bringing back the pleasure in getting pregnant with Amanda Testa, sex, love, and relationship expert. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. Welcome to Fertility Empowerment Podcast. And today I'm with Amanda Testa. She is a sex, love and relationship expert who works with busy professional women and couples to feel incredible in their skin, tap into abundant energy, take sex from a to-do to something they look forward to, and enjoy better connection and fulfillment in their relationships. And today we're going to talk about bringing back the pleasure in getting pregnant. Thank you to be here, Amanda. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about yourself. How did you end up to be sex and relationship expert and what is your story? Yeah. So, you know, for me, my story began when my daughter, she was around almost two years old. And I just remember maybe younger, I can't remember exactly, but I just remember one morning waking up and it was like so many days in my life at that time. I was so resentful as soon as I heard the first call, the first cry, just everything in my body was just irritated and annoyed the whole day. And I just was, I remember going to the bathroom and like kicking toys out of the way and just thinking to myself, ah, I'm the only one that ever does anything around here and just so fed up. And I got to the mirror and I looked at myself and had zero recollection with the woman looking back at me. And I just remember at that moment thinking, this cannot be my life. I cannot live like this. And so I decided in that moment that I would do whatever it took to find myself again. And, you know, I was, I didn't have any kind of diagnosed postpartum. I was taking care of myself. I was eating well. I was exercising. I was working out. I was involved in my community. So I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I thought I was doing all these things for myself that were right. But I just said, you know what, I'm going to be open to the breadcrumbs that cross my path and just be open. And so one of the things that crossed my path was this course on reconnecting to your sexuality, working with the JDEG with, um, that I found online. I don't even remember how it fell into my lap, but I did this course and thought, my goodness, this is amazing. This is like a miracle. I felt night and day from how I felt before. And I just learned so many great techniques, not only just about, you know, I think one of the, the things on the ad, we're talking about how it would spice up things in the bedroom. You know, that was a beautiful side effect, but also it just made me feel so much better in my own body and feel just more comfortable in my post baby body and all the things, right? So I thought, I just need to help women learn this. Like every woman needs to know these things. So I spent years getting certified and lots of different modalities so I can help because I know it's not an easy road. <laughs> so that's yeah, my journey. it is not. Yeah, and um, when you are struggling with pregnancy, the physical of getting pregnant is not the pleasure of sex anymore. and you feel so exhausted because everything is not going well and frustrating and you're just trying to get back to yourself but you're stuck there 
So that's a good point to know that your body needs some rest, even during the pregnancy or before getting pregnant. And you need to create a better connection with your partner before pregnancy as well. Definitely. I think you might hear stories or people are always thinking, oh, once we have, if we have a baby, things will get better. I'm like, no, no. If things are bad, now you need to work, work those issues out so that when you bring a new life in, that you're not going to have the same issues like multiplied. Because I think just having a child exponentially brings up so much. And so if you have past traumas or things that need to be worked through, it's a good time to look at those, right? And, and move forward in a way that's going to serve everyone, including yourself, much better. Yes. So give us some tips. Uh, to a spice of uh, or energy level yes for having a baby yes well one of the things that i that can happen is you know especially when you're trying to get pregnant and there's a lot of stress around it and feeling like you know trying to keep track of when you can have sex and when you're ovulating and all the things and it becomes very clinical so it kind of loses the fun and loses the romance because you're like we got to get this done (laughs) And so, and not as always the case, but often that's the case, right? And so one of the things that I think can help is, you know, just spending more time trying to make rituals around things. I really love the power of rituals because I think not only do they um, kind of take a, maybe more of an out there concept and bring it into reality with, you know, something physical, but also it can just change the intention around what you're doing and add a little more depth and perhaps even sacredness to the process. And so one of the things that I'll share is even just, you know, creating your bedroom as like a haven, make it a sensuality haven. So get rid of any junk or clutter, or, you know, if you're going to have sex, you know, even there's something about cleaning, cleaning your space that energetically cleans the space. So, you know, go in with the intention, like we're just going to clear out all this old junk, all the old negative experiences, all the stress, all the times I feel like this hasn't worked, whatever it may be, right? And you can clean your space and maybe even just do something simple like light a candle. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, right? It doesn't have to be super elaborate. It can be, but it can even just be that little simple intention of, you know, cleaning the space, lighting a candle, and just setting that intention that you're going to, you know, create a space for connection. And I think that can be such a, that is one simple tip that I think is super helpful trying to keep the electronics out of the bedroom is a big one as well. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. So how can we stay alive? (laughs) I mean, stay sexy. Uh, Even when we are struggling for getting pregnant and we are distressed and not feeling well. Well, one of the things I think around that is really taking the time to nourish yourself and really taking care of your body taking care. And and I think a lot of times there is a lot wrapped up in feeling, you know, like maybe in some ways my body isn't working like you should or feeling like my body is a failure. And it's really reconnecting with yourself and creating more acceptance and love for yourself. Because there are often I see women that are struggling with infertility. There's a lot of, you know, feelings of grief and feelings of like, why is it so easy for everyone else? And it's not for me. And, you know, just kind of as much as you can, when those things come up, just be accepting of them. Well, of course you would feel that way, but also pull in the empowered part of you that also believes in the possibility of what's, of what can happen. And like hold that glimmer 
of hope as well as, you know, really being as nurturing as you can to yourself. You know, remembering the things that light you up because sometimes you can get so, you know, just laser focused on the one thing which brings in a lot of rigidity. And so, you know, really bring in mind, what are the other things that you like to do? What are the things that light you up? And doing more of those things as well, because not only will that reduce your stress level, which physiologically is so much better for your body to be receptive to pregnancy, but also it just, you, you will be doing more of what you love and what you enjoy. So it just invites more of that in as well. You know, I like this idea, focusing on you instead of uh, focusing on your problems. I have something in my upcoming book. I have a formula for focusing and distracting. And this really helps uh, people to just uh, focus at the moment on what they're doing, what they enjoy, because those thoughts is always there. The, those thoughts are always there and just, just turning in your mind all the time. So you shouldn't let them be there. You can distract from what, whatever you think to whatever you love. Isn't it better? Yes. <laughs> it's so more better. enjoyable because you can change your thought. Why do you want to think about what you're not capable of or what at the moment, I'm not saying ever, at the moment, you're not capable of doing something and you, you very, you're very regret that you cannot do this. But later, if you, let, <clears throat> if you let your body be happy, enjoy the moment, the time comes and then you will enjoy doing other things and you can reach whatever you couldn't do before. Exactly. Yes. Because then you have more of like, instead of going from zero to 60, you're already at maybe like a 20 yeah. or a 30. So it's more, it's more easy to move into feeling, you know, like you even want to have sex or feeling turned on in general in life, not just sexually, but in all the ways. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what else? Um, how to get your partner on board? How can you make a better connection with your partner? Yeah, this is a big one. Because I think too, a lot of times, again, it's that clinical part comes in or like, oh, I'm just like feeling like you need me for one thing or whatever the stories we tell ourselves um, or that we think our partner might be saying. So one of the things that I'll share around that is just really inviting in communication. I think sometimes it's so hard to even talk about what we want. And there's a beautiful practice I share with my clients, couples, that really gives the opportunities to, to take turns and you give each other two minutes and there's no interrupting and there's no asking another question. It's just, you ask the simple questions and there's three. I'll tell, I'll tell you what they are in a second, but you know, really just giving that opportunity for one person to speak and for you to listen to really deeply to what they're saying and then switching. It can create this beautiful container of trust and intimacy, which is huge because often that is a, is a challenging thing to build up to. And so, but it's so beautiful. So you can ask the questions are, what do you desire? What are you afraid of? And what do you love about me? And so the keys again, is you just go for two minutes and you ask the question, you know, what do you desire? And let them talk. When there's a natural pause, you say, thank you. And ask the question again, and not like sprouting out into other conversations or, you know, not if something triggers you don't like go off just holding that because really the more you allow that space, 
the more trust is built. And if you interrupt or derail the conversation, then that breaches trust. So it's just a beautiful practice to take turns. And then, you know, it gives a lot of times, for example, men don't have a lot of opportunity to share their vulnerabilities. So it can be hard. Yes. And to be quite honest, a lot of people aren't really connected with what they want. So talking about that together can help you realize we do, we are on the same page. We do have similar goals and like reconnect that way too. This is a mutual journey. This is not just a woman journey because men also participate in in this, especially when they do IVF and other expensive treatments. It's very depressing. It's very, it's it's too much pressure. And sometimes you can help it and then the connection is lost there. Yeah. So how can we, like, how can we get rid of this stress from the expense mm-hmm. and everything with the IVF? Because I know, and I've been there, I, I'm telling you, I've been there yeah. <laughs> for two years. I know how, how stressful is this. And I saw a lot of couple just exchanging credit card from one to another, the hope of having the baby. I know there, there is a consultant there. And they refer you to the consultant, but there is no hope. Like even talking to the consultant, it doesn't help you unless something in you changes, something in you. Yeah. And that stress piece is so huge. And a lot of times it's because of the ups and downs. And if you're doing IVF and all the hormones, you know, it's really so important to really know what are the things that help you feel nourished and resourced. So for example, you know, drinking more water, taking a walk, listening to a song you like, like really taking the time to write all these things down. One of my mentors, Rachel Maddox, has a beautiful practice around this. It's called your full body exhale list. So making a list of all those things that help you go (sighs) and writing them all down because writing them down is important because you forget when you're outside of your window of tolerance, when you're super stressed out, you don't even know how to connect to what your, what your supports are. So that's why you have to write them all down and put them in a lot of different places. Like put it on a post-it, put it on your car, put it by your desk, write it on, you know, the refrigerator so that when you're feeling super overwhelmed, you can look at the thing and say, okay, call Jody, for example, like a friend who always cheers you up. You can remember to do that or take three deep breaths. All right. I can do that. You know, the smallest doable thing can be such a huge start to get the ball rolling again to feeling more stable. And then when you have that, you're able to then respond versus react and feel like, okay, well, what really are our steps? You know, what's really the truth of the situation and kind of move out of that depths of despair or super stressed or overwhelmed or all the things. Yes, that's nice. Yeah. You can actually, do lots of journaling as well when mm-hmm. you're feeling down and during that moment of a stress during the IVF, you can still be hopeful, but, um, and you need to man- maintain that connection between you and partner, unless um, you cannot go along alone in this journey. So, um, and, but I know there are lots of women do the donor egg or for some reasons they are single in in this journey still there is a self-love there is self-care when you care about yourself you feel good yes 
right? And then yeah. uh, what then you uh, get up in the morning, you have very messy hair, you have, um, you have <laughs> uh, lots of thoughts in your mind, uh, nothing gonna change your life. So as soon as you step into self-care, even if you are single or you are with your partner, you can add a lot of spice in your life and your sexual relationship. Yes. And I love, I like to call kind of a combination of self-care as sensual self-care. So mm -hmm. not just, you know, the baths and things, but really taking care to like drop into your senses and like create pleasure rituals for yourself that feel really good, ways to connect to your body. You know, there's so many beautiful practices I teach my clients around you know, cultivating your sexual energy and which is your life force energy. And all these things really work together to help you feel good no matter what is going on. You know, and some days are harder than others, but you can take two minutes and connect. You can take two minutes and breathe. You can take two minutes and just like, you know, hold your body and just feel gratitude for the container of your body, right? There's little things that you can do to as much as, you know, maybe you want to take it up a notch and, you know, do like a sensual massage or, you know, whatever, there's so many things you can do. So just know that, and the more you do that, it does, it cultivates that self-love, it cultivates, you know, all the good hormones that you're releasing, it cultivates um, bringing in, you know, what you want in your own body, which externally is then reflected. Right? So give me some role play. I like, uh, yeah, I like to see how you work, how you work with your uh, clients. Yes. yes. So for sharing a pleasure practice, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I can share one. This is one of my favorites and it's super simple. Yes. And so what I'll have you do is just take a moment and just take a breath. Maybe just, if it feels good, you can close your eyes. You can keep them open, whatever feels right for you. Maybe taking a moment to connect to the feeling of your feet on the ground, just noticing where your body is connected to gravity, maybe your seat in the chair. And just taking another deep breath into your lower belly. And just noticing where in your body could possibly soften a little more. Maybe could you bite in a little more softening anywhere, maybe in your shoulders, maybe your jaw. And I'll invite you to bring your awareness to your pelvic floor and just start to gently squeeze and release the muscles of your pelvic floor. Kind of like a little, a little pulse, if you will. Finding a rhythm that feels good. Just maybe noticing any sensations there or any perhaps activation or just noticing what's there as you Squeeze and release. And as you squeeze and release, I'll invite you to, again, find a rhythm that feels good. And just kind of notice if there's any activation or maybe just even envisioning like a little ball of light here at your pelvic floor. And as you breathe, and squeeze, it's getting a little more alive, a little more bright, 
Now I invite you to take a breath and as you breathe, just start to pull that ball slowly up the front of your body. Feel it moving up through your solar plexus, through your heart, over the top of your head. You can put the tongue to the roof of your mouth. That helps facilitate the energy flow. And then just imagine that ball coming back down the back of your neck. As you exhale, bringing it down your spine. Feeling it come back to your pelvic floor. You can just stop the squeezing now. And just breathing again into this space and noticing if it can become even more bright, even more beautiful. And breathing it again, inhaling up the front of your body, exhaling down the back. And just perhaps letting it loop in a way that feels good. So whatever speed feels right. Inhaling up the front, exhaling down the back. And then again, you can just allow your body to relax fully. And just notice how you feel in your body and your being right now. And taking one more breath and just honoring yourself for doing this little practice. Whenever you feel ready, you can slowly open your eyes and go your toes and fingers and just bring yourself back to the present moment. I feel great. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, I was yeah. very relaxed. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, and see how quick that was? That was just a few minutes. So it's yeah. not like you have to spend a whole lot of time. It can just be a few intentional minutes that can make such a difference. And the more you do those over time, it's tremendously shifting. Yeah, I've heard people say, oh, I don't have time for meditation, blah, blah, blah. But I think even if you're very busy, you can still make for make it for five minutes, 10 minutes. Just relax and don't think about it. Don't think about anything. It's, it's a great feeling when you don't have to think. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it sure there, is, is. there is always time to think about different stuff. So true. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Amanda. I really enjoy that. The last uh, thing I was going to ask you uh, about the COVID. Do you have yeah. any recommendation, especially for women who are struggling to get pregnant? Around COVID? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one of the challenges that I have just seen is just feeling that lack of, lack of doing things you normally do. So a lot of the things, the strategies that you might usually do might not be as successful, like going to the gym, for example, or, you know, getting together with groups of friends. You have to be really careful. And so I would say, you know, just really finding ways that you could maybe modify those existing routines that could still involve connection in some sort. So maybe you can't go 
you know, to get together with a bunch of friends, but you could possibly meet at a park and socially distance and, you know, have a picnic, right? There's ways, and I, cause that's one of the things I hear a lot is like missing connection or feeling, you know, like they have to be so careful that they can't even go to the, go out of the house, but there are safe ways you can do it as long as, you know, of course, to your comfort level. But I think, you know, when you're outside and you're socially distancing, that feels pretty safe, in my opinion. I'm no expert, but that's just for me what I feel. And so I would say, you know, doing those things or perhaps taking a walk with a friend, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. All right. Do you have any freebies, any program, your website you're going to talk about? Yes. My audience, yeah. Yeah, so you, if anyone is curious to connect with me, you can find me at my website, amandatesta.com. I also have a podcast called Find Your Feminine Fire, all around sex and relationships. Um, and I thought I would share a great uh, meditation with you all. You can get it. It's a, it's a meditation to help you get in the mood. So you can do it alone. You can do it with your partner. But it's a great way to transition from feeling busy or feeling stressed or you know having a lot of pressure on having sex that can just help you relax, help you drop into your body and really kind of shut down that part of your brain that's like, rah, 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 all the things. <laughs> so um, you can get it at Amanda Testa. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-T-E-S-T-A.com slash get in the mood. So okay. that could hopefully serve you and support you on your journey. Yes. Thank you so much, Amanda. I really enjoy that. Yes, me too. Thank yeah. you so much again for having yeah. me. Bye.